So this Kung Fu bullshit's gonna allow us to kill our enemies. Is that what you're trying to say? Outstanding, Staff Sergeant. You're a goddamn genius. Get this thing off my face now. You know nothing of Chinese Kung Fu. Zero! All right, Staff Sergeant Hartman, I'm gonna allow you to prove those words. If you can defeat Colin in a fair fight, then I'll consider maybe allowing your wooden girlfriend to stay on the base. Is that understood? Hiya, and welcome to Vivala Action, the action movie podcast where we're talking all things action movies, the good, bad, and underrated. My name is Santi, and with me as always is my co-host, Grayson. Hello, that's me. How you doing? Chilling. We... We're having a very inappropriate conversation right yeah. before, so if we got the giggles, that's why. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of things that make me giggle, uh, <laughs> when I see five stars <laughs> on a review for our podcast, that makes me giggle. Does it make you giggle? <clears throat> yeah, uncontrollably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. It's a condition, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's a good condition. It is a good condition. So that's if, why you should do it. Exactly. So if if you want Grayson and I to giggle uncontrollably, leave us a nice review. Uh, you can do it right in app if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe. Looks like a thumbs up. It does. Um, a, or like a upside down um, wang. True. Yeah. True. True. I, that's it. That's like, well, oh, Grayson's demonstrating. I'm trying to see what else it looks like. Um, I don't know. I'm not very smart. <laughs> it looks like, um, oh, uh-oh. Oh. Now I'm signaling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hitchhiking. Oh, hey, there you go. Oh, I've been picked up. No. Oh, no. Oh, there he goes. This turns into a pantomime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where nobody can see shit. <laughs> It's very early yeah. while we're recording this. It's very unusual. Yeah. It's at the ass crack of dawn. So. It's, yeah, it's like 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so. um, <clears throat> we watched a movie this week. Fuck yeah, we did. We watched Yip Man 4, the finale. Yep. It is the fourth and final film in the Yip Man saga. Uh, featuring Donnie Yen. Featuring old Donald Yen. Um, it was written and directed by Wilson Yip, who, he's not related to Yip Man, uh, it's spelled differently, and, um, starring Donnie Yen, and Scott Adkins, and Chris Collins, and a whole bunch of other people. Yep. Um, it was made in 2019, and what'd you think of it? Uh, it was good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't seen the third one. I think I've seen the first two. Um, this one was really, really good. Uh, I said this before we started recording. Super racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, they were out, like, straight out the gate with the slurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they did not slow down. Yep. They drop a couple of CH bombs. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, so I've seen, I've seen all four. Yip Man yeah. movies. I've even seen the spin-off film, uh, oh. Master Z, Yip Man Legacy. Um, the which that movie is directed by Yen Wu Ping, 
who he does the fight choreography in this film. Mm. He also did it in three, mm. and he most notably did the fight choreography for the Matrix films. Ah. So he's a very prolific, uh, very famous Hong Kong action director. Hell yeah. Um, but this, this movie, I think, is probably the Yip Man film I've seen the most. Oh. Minus, or if if you don't talk about the first one, so I've seen the first one probably a dozen times. This one maybe like four or five, and then two I've seen twice, and three I've just seen once. Mm-hmm. So um, three, and and my list of favorites probably goes in that order. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that I think this is probably the strongest one. Yeah. Save for the first one, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get into it yeah. uh, further. So, um, if you haven't seen the film, uh, we'll do a tiny little plot synopsis. So, yeah. um, this is one of the rare movies I haven't taken any notes on, just because again, it's all in my brain. But, yeah. um, but the basic premise is that uh, Yip Man, who in real life Donnie Yen, I think was like fifty six when he made this movie. Um, Damn, he was fifty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's he 58 right now. He does not look a Mm-mm. day over 30. No. no. Wow. If you, if you like, held a gun to my head and said, like, <laughs> how old is Donnie? And I would be like, I'm 45. <laughs> yeah. No, he looks real good. He does. He's got good genes, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe shout a great plastic surgeon. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Who knows? Uh, um, shout out to Donnie Yen, man. Good on you. But the, the now middle-aged uh, Yip Man has... Uh, gotten the diagnosis that he has cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's lung cancer. Uh, Was it throat cancer? And... Oh, throat cancer. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. throat and something else. Yeah, from his chain smoking, presumably. Yeah, they tell him to stop smoking, and, and he, he just doesn't. He doesn't. He goes, "I'm yeah, man. I can do whatever. Yeah, I, I can want. do whatever I want. <laughs> I can't die. No. And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he gets a cancer diagnosis, yeah. and not wanting to leave his uh, son without a future, he decides that he's going to go to America to look for a good school for his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes there where he uh, meets some friends, mm-hmm. makes some enemies, yeah. uh, fights the U.S. military. And, I have never um, wanted to see a white man get his ass beat more oh, yeah. than in this movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he, he fixes racism in the he end. He does, yeah. Um, so that's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 the first Yip Man movie to take him out of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the first film, I think, takes place mostly in Foshan, where he was born. And then the second two are all in Hong Kong. And this is the first one that, like, takes him overseas. Um, to sunny San Francisco. Sunny San Francisco, which is actually... <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, sunny San Francisco in this movie is being played by uh, England. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And I think, like, uh, northern... Or no, northern England and China, I think, ah. are, are what... Uh, stand in for san francisco could could you tell that a lot of the american actors were actually british because i could tell yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah they looked like out of like it was a very specific like type of english person that mm-hmm. i could tell that they were i can't remember what region of england i have no idea they're all the same yeah <laughs> yeah they're all bloody uh, yeah you know um the the one in particular the 
the we'll talk about Scott Adkins, who's the the other main lead in this. He's like the the angry drill sergeant guy who's got something out against kung it, fu what was he in anything else because he looked kind of familiar he we'll talk about him because okay. he's one of the main reasons i wanted to talk about this movie but um the main woman who i could tell 1000 percent was not american was the little white girl's mom yeah because she's just straight up british for a second yeah yeah <laughs> yep i was like she's hmm. like darling what happened <laughs> And then she went, oh, fuck, I gotta be, I gotta be American. Damn it. Uh, um, freedom. Freedom, bro. Um, yeah, it's, it's very British, this movie. But yeah. I do think they do a good job of, like, making it look like San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Um, when I first watched it, I think I just assumed it was. Like, I was like, oh, they probably just went to, you know, it's right Northern California or whatever. Right, it's but, not that far. You just go across no. the ocean. Yeah, just, just, well, going the other way, I guess it's not that far. Exactly. Um. But yeah, it's it's mostly shot in in England and China. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very pretty movie. I think oh, I think they nail like the like sixties aesthetic. Oh yeah, um, you the know, cars lot, were perfect. Yes, and lots of like uh, like pastel colors and mm-hmm. very you know Technicolor kind of vibes. Mise, mise en scène. There's yeah. a word for you. There you go. Um, uh, and the fashion too. Oh, that good. Was Bought fucking on. My favorite thing, and this happens a lot in kung fu films that are set, you know, either modern day or, or pre modern day, where everyone's wearing like business suits and, yeah. and whatever, <laughs> and Yip Man just rocks up and in, in his fucking <laughs> in his outfit, like yeah. his. Uh, I don't know what they call that. His um, uh, it's not it's not a gi. It's a uh, I can't remember the phrase for it, but you know his his yeah, robe, like his, his robe, yeah, his kind of one piece outfit, yeah, um, which he looks so good in. He does. Oh my god, he's he's got, and I love that his is in all black. Yeah, you know, it's very striking. Yeah. Um, speaking of of things being very striking, uh, I think Donnie Yen. I think this is the character that, if they, you know, in. Oh, I thought I was playing footsie with you. That's oh. the dog's nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if that's better or worse. <clears throat> um, I think if... When eventually Donnie Yen has, like, a retrospective on his career, you know, when he's in his, you know, 70s he's, or whatever. So about 10 years from now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I but. know. It's bizarre. Um, I think this may be... Not necessarily the movie, but the series of films that, like, defines his career... Because yeah. I, I, I love him, and I, I've, you know, every time he pops up in something, I'm glad for him to be there. Uh-huh. But I don't think he's any better than he is in, in in these. Oh yeah, you know, and I don't mean that just as a martial artist. I mean as an actor. Yeah, I think he's just totally in his element where <clears throat> he's very, you know, reserved and quiet. Mm-hmm. But he has those moments where you know he, you know, e- expresses a little more emotion. But they yeah. don't feel, you know, you feel the payoff of them. They're not. You don't feel like that. You know when you watch like an old movie and it's a guy and and acting at that time was basically just be really quiet until you explode? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. You know, um, I think he, he, he sells his quiet moments enough that you buy his louder moments. Yes. Um, and then, of course, his physicality is just, just unmatched. Yeah, it's – he's – yeah, he's so good. He's just, very good. He's a very good actor. Incredibly, uh, yeah. Do you know if he went to school anywhere for it? He. So I was reading about his background, and he, I believe, learned 
um, more traditional kung fu from his mom, mm. and then okay. later in his life he went to different gyms. So he you know studied kickboxing and taekwondo. Um, he's a huge proponent of mixed martial arts. Right. So he's a big MMA fan. He's a big UFC fan. That makes um, sense. And you see it not in this movie because he is very good at sticking to the Wing Chun style in this. Yeah, he he is good. I watched this week um, Kill Zone, mm. which is in China. It's SPL, Shop okay. um, Lang, which is a it's it's more of a Hong Kong um, heroic bloodshed you know cop drama film. Oh yeah, but he <clears throat> is. You know, he, he has to do some martial arts in it. So. Obviously. But in that, he's definitely doing much more MMA, you know, like... Right. Big wide kicks and, yeah. and ground work and grappling and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he has a, a mixed martial arts background. He's not somebody like, you know, thinking about somebody like Jackie Chan, who his work is more stunt work than it is necessarily martial arts. You know, yeah. it's not... So, Donnie Yen, I think, through and through is, is an actual... Um, martial artist you know he's not he's not necessarily just a stunt man he's yeah and and in the movies that he directs which he has a movie that just came out i can't remember the name of it It just came out in china i don't think it's out here yet he directed that film and just from the bits i've seen it's very like fluid you know very um uh what crouching tiger hidden dragon oh yeah action but yeah he he his background, I think, is mostly, like, a mixture of stuff. Right. Um, but, yeah, he's just, he's phenomenal. He's I, very good. It's just so much, I, I think what, because we talked about, this is an interesting movie because it's very closely related to Yip Man, The Final Fight, which was our yeah. second episode. And these two films have very similar stories, but I think watching this movie, what I realized I was missing from... Yip Man, the final fight, even though I loved the fights in those movies or in that movie, I think what these movies do a lot better is sort of the mythologizing of Yip Man and making him this like superhero. Yeah. You know, And, and there's a moment in this movie where, and I think. Something that doesn't get talked about enough in these, I'm going to keep going off on tangents, but that's fine. Every time I look up, you know, reviews of these films and i read a few this week about this one uh-huh. i feel like the music doesn't get enough credit right for what it does for the moments in this yeah. movie and there's a very specific moment i'm thinking of where and i'm jumping all over the place but you're fine they're in chinatown and there's that um karate instructor who shows up to kind of uh you know beat everybody oh, up in, yeah, the, in the town square yeah and he you know makes his way through three different martial arts masters and then he's like oh is no one gonna challenge me and he you know goes to whatever and donnie yen jumps in the ring and there's a moment where the music builds and it's that like oh yeah. you know yeah and he's got like his own superhero theme and it's just like <laughs> I 
I think if you were to take the mu- the music out of it, it would still work. But with the addition of it, it just it heightens just, it. It just I get chills I every know. time he like pops up. I'm like, oh, it's Dunny. Yeah. Oh no, I I totally agree. There I there are so many moments where like some like it seemed hopeless, mm-hmm. and then like that it was that scene where uh, the I forget her name started with Y. She was getting beat up by all the school kids because mm. um, she made uh, like cheer captain or whatever, right? And like she was getting her ass kicked, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, just an arm out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, here we go!" And that music happened, and I was like, "Let's fucking go! These kids are about to get yeah. their ass beat." Yeah. Uh, oh. And it was awesome. I think I got chills at that part. Yeah, that's that is very reminiscent of Karate Kid. Yes, you know, the, the Mr. Miyagi Yo. showing up to beat up all the kids. Yeah, and that I think you see it a lot in in this kind of movie, like that moment. You know, the master coming in to beat up all the jerks. Yeah, but I think this is one of the better examples of it, especially because it's really funny. Yeah, there's, there's a great moment where you know he's like. He takes the stick away from the kid, yeah. and he's, like, going like yeah. that. And there's one moment where he, like, smacks a kid on the butt. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, he realized that they were kids, so he didn't, like, go all out because right. he could kill them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, he just sort of taught them a lesson. Yeah. But it was still brutal. Mm-hmm. And and embarrassing for them. Oh, yeah. He pulls that kid's nose, which Yo, is very yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. The ear thing, that yeah. was very good. Uh, yeah, that was ooh, very good. It's very funny. I This movie, I think what's nice about it is it's more than the other movies, I think it tries harder to be a crowd pleaser in terms mm. of, you know, there's a fight maybe every 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it balances that really well with the human stuff. Yeah. Um, and I saw some reviews, not from critics, but from, you know, just regular people that they described it as cringy, which I think cringy has become a word that just gets thrown in anytime yeah. someone doesn't like something. Uh, yeah. People um, need to, we need to take that word away until they know the meaning right. of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you could make the argument that a lot of the dialogue is corny, but I think that's more a... Uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's more a function of the writer not speaking English. You know, right? Yeah. Like the there's that one character in particular. He's the African American guy. He's got a very like corny way that he talks. Uh, yeah. And I remember the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on rewatch, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. And I think it's just because it fits the genre. If that makes sense, you know, yes. you're not going to a Kung Fu movie for a very profound dialogue. You know, no. you're going for someone to go, Hey, uh, Shifu, come check out my Kung Fu. I'll beat up all you guys. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, exactly. It's not, you know, it's not Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and there are those profound moments just because Yip Man was, I guess, wise motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that guy. I had that moment, like, when we first met him, I was like, oh, this dude's really hamming it up. <laughs> uh, but it grew on me. I was like, yeah. well, whatever. Um, uh, I forgot everything. Grayson's buffering. Yeah, my brain has been fog for yeah. the last, like, four days. It's okay. I can't find my way out. It's, ooh, <laughs> it's early. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, 
um, you use a good word, hamming. There's a yeah. lot of people hamming it up. Yeah. But I, I like it. I think it's kind of fun. It is. It really is. And there's a couple actors, like I think his son mm-hmm. wasn't really hamming it up. He mm-hmm. just was good. Yeah. Like he, he really played like a disgruntled teenager who oh, yeah. lost a parent mm-hmm. and is sort of just like not coping with it well. Right. Um, and then there was on the like other end of the spectrum, there was that, I cannot remember his fucking name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he, he was hamming it up hard. And yeah. then the, 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 the Marine instructor. Yeah. Uh, the, the karate instructor. I think he also was kind of hamming it up. Yeah. Uh, there were, there is some moments where I was like, yeah, that was a bit excessive. Yeah. He's definitely, the, the the phrase I think most people would use is he's chewing a lot of scenery. Yeah. You know, he, he's showing up and he's he's pointing his finger and he's, you know, yeah, you know, you're Chinese kung fu is the uh, yeah. thing he says about 12 times. Yeah. Um, but I, I like it insofar yeah. as it feels reminiscent of, you know, like a 70s kung fu movie. Yeah. You know, very, you know, whatever. But that, so that's Scott Atkins. I've brought him up many times. but Yes. Um, he is a very prolific martial arts actor. Really? Um, he shows up in mostly in sort of low budget action Mm. films. Um, especially over the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, but you probably have seen him. He, he occasionally pops up in a Hollywood movie. He was in Dr. Strange. Um, he's one of, uh, the villains, like lackeys um he's in what is it oh he's in the expendables 2 he's one of van damme's lackeys um i've never seen any of the expendables okay i'm trying to think of something you might have seen him in because i've seen dr strange except Mm -hmm. that came out like a million years ago yeah and i've only seen it i think the once that may be just what you recognize him from yeah he's 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 featured a lot. He's not necessarily a main character. Main character, but, yeah. Uh, in fact, I don't think he even has a line in the film. But well, um, he's he's great. He's a uh, he's um, he's one of those guys where in certain circles he's very famous. You know, like if you're someone who watches a lot of kung fu movies or a lot of low budget um, action films, then you just know him. Like yeah. you know his face. You know he, his name gets put on the title or whatever. But if you're somebody who only watches, you know, kind of more mainstream, like Hollywood stuff, you've probably never even heard of him. Yeah. Um, but I, what I really like about him is that he has a great physicality and he commits really hard to uh, the role that he's playing where, yes. you know, he's kind of aping that like uh, full metal jacket, you know, yeah. uh, like drill instructor kind of thing, you know, just screaming every word. Yeah. Um, but I think his the fact that he is a good martial artist helps to sell that. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, like when he's going toe to toe with Donnie Yen, you, even though Donnie Yen is very good and is easily you know the better of the two, mm-hmm. I never felt like oh these guys aren't a match. You know, right. I, I, I felt like oh Donnie Yen you know yeah. could get his ass kicked, kicked here. You know, yeah, um, and he almost did. Yeah. That fight is, fin- is it's so phenomenal. good. It it reminded me of the fight in uh, Karate Kid. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right? Where, like, he gets his fucking leg broke, mm-hmm. and then he just, like, one-shots the bitch. Yeah. Right? I was, like, I was watching it. He, like, goes down, and he gets his ass back up, mm-hmm. and just pummels that guy. Yeah. So good. Ugh. It's a good fight. Yeah. And it's it's it goes through the motions of a Yip Man fight where, you know, he's he's on the back foot kind of at the start. You know, he's he, yeah. he, he's trying his best to, you know, deflect punches and stuff, but by the end he's doing the the, the punch combo and yeah. you know he went for it on that. Oh yeah. It went for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is this guy still stuck? Standing. I will never get tired of that. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. And then what really got me was the like breaking his arm and then throat punching him. Oh yeah, or yeah. whatever the fucking that thing I love was. The throat jab. Oh my god. I I was watching it and my roommate came out like mm-hmm. right around that fight, and we watched that fight and the instructor went down and she just went, "Is he dead?" <laughs> I was like, he very well could be, but I think he survived. Yeah. I don't think he ever kills anyone. No. Not to my recollection, but... No, I don't um, think so. I love... He does that in the first one where he goes to punch somebody. Yeah. And then he's just short, so then he flicks him in the throat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I love a throat flick. It's so good. Um, Yeah, that fight is really good. I think it's maybe my second favorite fight in the movie. Mm. My first one being... So the a character we haven't really talked about much is the he's the Tai Chi master. Yes. Uh, and he's the leader of the Chinese Benevolent Association, yes. which in this film is kind of a MacGuffin, like uh you know, it's this association that can write a recommendation letter for for a uh uh a Chinese national to get, you know, someone into an American school. And in this movie the the lead of them uh, is this guy whose name I can't I can't remember the character's name. Oh uh, yeah. Um, he's a Tai Chi master. So mm-hmm. uh, and and just lucky for us, everyone else on the on the board is also a kung fu master. Right. Exactly. Which is always fun. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, and there's a great moment where you know Donnie Yen saves his daughter from uh, being beat up by the bullies, like we talked about, and he he comes back home with her and. She's telling her dad, you know, hey, let you know, let let Miss uh, Uncle Yip have a you know a recommendation or whatever, and he's like, don't use my daughter to get your recommendation or whatever, and then yeah. he's like, let's see what kind of man you really are, and then you're like, oh, they're gonna have a fight, they're gonna fight, you know, because why yeah. resolve anything with words? <laughs> exactly, when you could just beat each other, yeah, up. just punch each other, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but I love that fight. I think it's That's so good. It's fun seeing you know how well matched they are. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was really interesting that because it looked like this seemed like the first style that was like a really good matchup against Wing Chun. Yeah. Because they're both very fluid. Right. And so the the attacks and defenses. Mm-hmm complement each other and it's really hard to land anything right and so i thought that was very interesting yeah i I love the way it's choreographed i think there's a one of the things that i think this movie does really well that all the yip man movies does is it uses a lot of times the choreography to help tell the story yeah and there's a great moment where you know they're fighting and then they stop for a second and yip man you know kind of shakes his hand and he's like ow and the other master is like Oh, is that an old injury? Uh-huh. And Yip Man's like, yeah. And so the other master puts his arm behind, behind his back. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're going to fight, you know, one-handed. one-handed. Yeah. 
But what I love about that is it's this little moment that, like, in a lesser movie, you know, maybe they, they wouldn't have included that. But what I like about its inclusion is it it tells you a lot about that character, you know, that he he's all about fairness. You know, respect. Respect. You know, he... he he sees Donnie Yen as an equal and he wants to fight him as an equal. Yes. And it's just, it's a, it's a fun little moment. And it also goes without words, you know, yes. where again, maybe a lesser movie would have gone, Oh, you have an old injury. I'll fight you one handed, you know, yeah. but he doesn't say anything. He just yeah. puts his arm behind his back yep, and, and you that's... get it. You know, you're yeah. like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I love too that like the, the choreography is going all around the room and they're, you know, breaking stuff. Shit, yeah. There's that great moment where he kicks the chair at him and Donnie or the, the table and Donnie Yen goes underneath it. Oh my God. Um, that was so good. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That was amazing. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, but I like that the, the fight ends in a draw because yeah. there's an earthquake. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which when the first time I watched it, I was like, did they cause that? I know me too. I was like, were they fighting so good? They just moved the earth. Right. Um, but I mean, in a sense, you know, th- that is almost like a metaphor, you know, the idea that these guys are, are, you know, an immovable object fighting, you know, an unstoppable force and they're just going to cause nothing but destruction, you know, if they just keep butting heads. Yeah. And this whole movie is kind of about the idea of, change versus you know adapting and um one of the characters we get in this movie that's much more prominent than he has been in previous movies is bruce lee yes um yeah he is played by i'm gonna look it up because his name is awesome um (laughs) they they gave they did a good job casting that guy yes because he did i was like is that actually Bruce? I know. He, did he actually die? So his name is Danny Chan Kwok Quan. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's got a great name. That's awesome. Um, he's actually, funnily enough, he's kind of famous for playing Bruce Lee. <laughs> I wonder um, why. Because he was in, he's at the end of Yip Man 3, and then he's also in, he was in a, a, a series, I believe it was called The Life of Bruce Lee or something mm. like that. Um so he's kind of famous just for looking like Bruce Lee, yeah. which is, it's very reminiscent of the Kung Fu era just post Bruce Lee, where you had, we talked about this on the Yip Man, the Yip Man Final Fight episode, yeah. where there was this thing called Bruce Bloitation, yes. and it was just all these movies starring guys who kind of looked look like, like Bruce Lee, yeah. whose names were very similar. Yeah. So, you know, you had Bruce... Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. so L I. You had right. Bruce Lai, hey. Bruce Lay, Bruce, you know, whatever. Yeah. Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. you had. Um, and some of those are kind of fun to watch, you know, as kind of a campy novelty. Um, but what I like about this guy and what I like about his portrayal is he does a good job of getting across, like, the charisma of Bruce oh, Lee. Oh, yeah. But he does a good job, too, with the physicality, where I think a lot of. Bruce Lee imitators kind of just do their own Kung Fu style and then act like Bruce Lee. But what I like about this guy is he does a lot of the, the Jeet Kune Do, you know, Mm -hmm. the mixture of Chinese martial arts and American boxing. Yeah. You know, the, the fluid stance that he has, he has that great moment where he, he, 
he's got the nunchucks, oh. you know, and he's swinging them around yeah. and fighting that guy. Yeah, um, that was really good. That whole scene is so hammy, but it's I just so love it. <laughs> yeah, because the like at the start of it, the guy that he's fighting mm-hmm. like kicks the fucking light, and I was like, did you really have to do that? So that guy, his name, he's also got a great name. His name is Mark Strange. Um, Excellent. He's a, he's an English martial artist. He's been in a bunch of uh, low-budget action films. If you want to hear a really good interview, he is on an episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, uh-huh. which, if you're a Kung Fu movie fan, I highly recommend it. It's a great podcast. Um, once in a while, he gets a guest that I don't love, but yeah. um, he's a great interviewer. His name's Ben. Um Go listen to that if you have any interest in this yeah. whatsoever. It's it's a good show. But there's an interview with him on that with Mark Strange, and he just seems like he's just like he's just a good he's just he's like a fun guy, a like, guy. like yeah. he's just happy to be anywhere near this kind of thing. <laughs> and I love that he just like hams it up that whole oh, scene. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's that moment where you know, like you said, he kicks the light, and then there's that moment where he's like showing off, and he like kicks the door. <laughs> It's like, bro. Um, and yeah. the Bruce Lee in the film is like, All right, doors don't kick back, like, you know, yeah. whatever. But, um, yeah, that fight is, is fantastic. It's so good. It's so much fun. And I, so we were talking about before the, we started the episode, this is the only Yip Man film I saw in a theater. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great local theater in Albuquerque called The Guild, which is, it's, if you live anywhere near this area, it's a tiny little theater. It's in downtown Albuquerque, and they only show, like, either independent films or, you know, kind of niche stuff. They mm. have great fun nights where they might do, like, a Midnight Madness showing and, and that kind of thing. Um, they're super cool. So if you – and also, just side note, if you live in a, in a populated urban center like we do, I'm sure there is a theater like that somewhere. Oh, absolutely. And you should go find it because yeah. – it's one of the most fun ways to watch movies. Like, with this movie, I, I remember, you know, it's a whole different experience to watch this with a crowd because, you know, people will react to stuff live. You know, like, yeah. the, the, I remember the moment where Bruce Lee came on screen and he does his little, like, well, yeah. you know, I, I just, like, wiped my face with my thumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the whole crowd was just like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when he did, like, that whole first introduction to Bruce, mm-hmm. like I said, I was like, man, did they actually get Bruce Lee back from the dead? Yeah. Is this, like, a Jesus come back to life type deal just for this movie? Because mm-hmm. um, it was it was really fucking good. It's really good. And at first I, I thought, I remember seeing it in the theater thinking... Like that they did like a Tarkin thing. Oh yeah, where they like got another actor, actor. and put his face over the top, but yeah. it's not. It's just that's, a guy who just, just looks astoundingly like, like him. Yeah, God, um, that's awesome. But I think it wouldn't come across as well if the guy wasn't so good at getting his charisma across. Right. You know, like to to make a comparison, there there is a Bruce Lee guy in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which is a movie that I've said before I don't like. Yeah. Um, part of the reason I don't like that movie, I don't necessarily disagree. Like, I know a lot of people have an issue in that film with how cocky Bruce Lee is. I don't necessarily think that's incorrect. I do think he was a cocky guy in his real life. But what I my issue in that film is you don't get the sense of the charisma that right. Bruce Lee had. 
And at this point, has been talked to death. I mean, the dude's an icon and, yeah. and whatever, but you don't have someone who is that famous and them just be like a charisma vacuum. You yeah. know, they have to have something going for them. And I think this movie does a good job of showing you why. You know, like, I think this movie does some things that I kind of bothers me with Bruce Lee, but one of the things I do like is that they show, you know, that there's a reason people would want to learn from him. You know, he's this very interesting person. You know, he's just... He's cool. He's like he was fun to be around. Mm-hmm. He also had a lot of like really good ideas in terms of like bringing Chinese martial arts to America and right. teaching that um, so that people like understand mm-hmm. and appreciate that f- those forms. Yeah. Um, and so like writing that book was really cool. And like yeah, he has a lot of charisma, but he also seems just like a really smart guy. Right. And yeah, I. I want to touch on something briefly that I was hoping to have more time to, like, think about. But, so there's there's kind of, like, two controversies with this film. One that is, like, nothing, and it's kind of just going to be fun to talk about. But one that's more serious that I guess we'll just get out of the way. So, one of the issues that kind of presents itself is that this movie is, like... I don't even know how to broach this topic because I'm, like, not knowledgeable about it at all. Oh, uh, yeah. But there is, like, a Chinese nationalist kind of story to this movie, which yeah. at the time of its release caused some issues because it was right around the time of, like, the Hong Kong protests. Oh, right. And Donnie Yen and uh, Kwok Chan, who, who or, sorry, hold on, what was his name? I already forgot. Kwak Kwan and um, the director have all expressed varying levels of like pro Beijing um, allegiance, which obviously, like, again, I'm not claiming that I have any knowledge about this whatsoever beyond what, you know, the average person does, but you can understand why at a time of like, huge political turmoil that would cause some issues. And I remember there was like this movement around the time where it was like people were encouraging others to not go see Yip Man 4 because of the, the pro Beijing stances right. of, of its leads. Um, but I think like, again, as an outside observer, what can be problematic about that, especially with this movie is when you go in knowing that you can kind of see the like leanings of the movie where it's, you know, there's that, there's moments where people are like, well, we're all Chinese and, you know, we're, it, it, it's trying to tout itself as this like all Chinese are in it together kind of thing. But when you see it as like a pro Beijing thing, it almost feels like this like indictment of Hong Kongers who feel themselves almost like a different, yeah. You know, like, they have their own national identity, and they don't necessarily want to be... A, lo- a lot of people don't necessarily... I, I'm treading into dangerous water. They yeah. don't necessarily want to be a part of the wider Chinese state. Yeah. So I understand why there is controversy in that area. On the same token, and this is this is such a pussyfooty thing to say, but... <laughs> I think it's hard sometimes for people in our country yes. to understand the position those actors might be in 
Yeah. Insofar as you have two choices, right? Yes. It would be hard, I can imagine, having to make a choice between putting up this like front of, um, you know, being pro the government, you know, like whatever, and choosing to speak your mind and being completely blacklisted. Yes. Like we talked about, you know, with, with, um, Anthony Wong from Yip Man, the final fight, you know, he came out and was anti police brutality, you know, was, was, had a very pro Hong Kong stance and he had to flee to Taiwan, you know, like just to be able to work again, you know? And so I can understand why somebody who is of the caliber of Donnie Yen, you know, not wanting to come out and say something that would get him and his family, blacklisted or in trouble or right. so i'm like i have some sympathy it's yeah. so it, all i'm trying to say is like it's very complicated it's a very complicated nuance and thing. nuanced and i think you know I, i'm sure there's people who are like shut up you're a movie podcast but yeah <laughs> this is a part of, of the movies you can't right. separate it like no. even with american films you know like if I were to talk about something like fucking, I don't know, something Ben Shapiro made. <laughs> I know, gross. Yeah. Um, I couldn't talk about that and not mention his political mm-hmm. leanings, you know, because right. it informs the filmmaking. Yes. And oh, even absolutely. Though I'm, I'm trying not to talk about this too much longer. Even though I like this movie and I think it does a lot of good stuff and I think it's fun as an action film, I am also comfortable indicting it as a piece of propaganda and saying, oh, yeah. you know... Again, I don't live in China. So for right. me, this, you know, as, as someone who doesn't have a direct effect, like, mm-hmm. I can say that safely and, you know, feel comfortable going to bed at night or whatever. Right. But I just want to put it out there that I, I can see through that. And yes. I don't necessarily agree with the political leanings of the right. film. Well, and it's like, it's like, because in America, we have just a lot of, like, pro-military movies. Right. Right. Which is kind of the same thing. It's like, oh yeah, look, it's the military. They're doing good. We're fighting the bad guys. Mm -hmm. We're coming out on top. It's that whole like nationalism, like, you know, be happy for your country Mm -hmm. type of thing. And we have so many of those that I think it's easy for us to kind of pick it out, even if it's from a different country, because we know, because like most, if not all propaganda is Mm -hmm. basically the same. Right. Right. And so if you know what to look for, it's easy to spot. Yeah, and I think I think it's hard too, right? Because like it's it's one thing to for me in my position to say, you know, oh, it's, you know, I can see through it and that's okay because it's just a, you know, whatever and I'll yeah. just enjoy the movie anyway. But it is also worth noting that that kind of storytelling is malicious. Yes. Insofar as it is trying to convey a message of compliance yeah. and, you know, bringing it back to what I was talking about with the Bruce Lee thing, there is something uncomfortable about portraying a man who was biracial as, you know, putting aside his more complex beliefs and just saying he was pro-Chinese, he was pro-whatever, because he saw himself very much as both. You know, he, Mm -hmm. he didn't necessarily see himself as purely Chinese. He didn't necessarily see himself as white. And I think it is a little bit crass to just yeah. say that he was that you know that he was okay with these anti-american you know anti-whatever beliefs because like they talk about in the film he was pro teaching chinese martial arts to americans you mm-hmm. know and that extended to black americans and yeah. latin americans and hispanics you know, and, and everybody right and to, to say that he would be 
Like, he very famously had a fight with a, 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 a not a Buddhist monk, a Shaolin monk who... Oh, shit. This is a very long story. There's a, a couple of, of great articles and, and an, actually an entire movie dedicated to this, but there was this famous fight between him and Wong Jack Man, who mm-hmm. was a famous, I believe he was a Shaolin monk, who was sent by the Shaolin Temple to America to have a fight with Bruce Lee, wow. basically to tell him to knock it off and to stop showing, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, it's disputed on who won the fight or whatever. Most people tend to agree, though, that, that Bruce Lee just kicked the shit out just of him. Just bodied him. Yeah, and that is to say that, that Bruce Lee did not see himself as a fundamentalist, right? you know, Chinese, you know, purist, necessarily. Right. I, I should stop talking about this because I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. But uh, Whatever. <laughs> but I, I feel it's dishonest yes. to have this show and talk about this stuff and not convey what the more nuanced parts of it are. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But anyway. Yeah. Sorry. I just <laughs> you, No, you're good. You're good. That was good. Um, I had to talk about it. Yeah. No, I, I agree with most of that, uh, if not all of it. Um, just because, like, yeah. You're right. People's, as much as they try not to, people's political stances inform their art. Right. Um, and their movie making. And I had no idea mm-hmm. about all of that going on when this movie came out. But looking back at the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, that makes sense now. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And, again, I don't want to say that, like, you can't enjoy this movie apart right. from that. Because I think you can. Because oh, yeah. I do. I mean, I, oh, yeah. Me too. I've watched it half a dozen times. I yeah. mean, it's, it, there is something to be said for the art of this film and the, the way it's made. And there is a story to be told apart from the un- political undercurrent of it. Right. But I think it's naive to ignore right. the politics that are at play here. Right. Um, that being said, there is another controversy with this movie, which is a little bit funnier. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Sorry, there's something in my eye. That's okay. Don't mind me. Is it come again? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. I know. I gotta stop doing that. I know. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. You need some water or something? No, I think I'm good. Okay. I think I'm good. All right. You got some coffee there. You can just pour that in your eye. No, I don't. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the actors in this movie, he's a guy named Chris Collins... Um, he is like the, he's like the other karate instructor. He's the guy oh. who's got like the, the undercut. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so that guy is very interesting and yeah, he, so what, I don't know how to like start this conversation. So going into this film, he, He'd been in a couple of things, and he's he's popped him in a couple of things since. But he's he's one of those guys. He's like a stuntman. He's a you know whatever. But famously, one of the things that he is is he's a martial artist and he practices Wing Chun. Oh, um, and he's like a I think he's a master Wing Chun practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he trained under I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he's someone who trained under. A guy who trained under one of Yip Man's sons. So oh, gotcha. Okay. He's got kind of a direct lineage to, to, Yip to Yip Man. That being said, he, during the press for this movie, kept talking about how the the story around it about introducing you know Chinese martial arts into the Marine Corps, he kept claiming that that was autobiographical. 
and that he had tried to do that exact same thing and had taught Wing Chun to his battalion or whatever that was on this particular base. Right. And people had, like, looked into this idea and were like, that's odd, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's an odd thing to claim. Yeah. And some people, like, dug further into his history and he'd made these claims about, you know, being in the Marines for, like, nine years uh-huh. and and doing combat missions in South America and, uh, like, China and all these places. Huh. And there's this Instagram page that I, I don't know its exact title, but it's something like Stolen Valor. Uh-huh. Um, and they, like, did some research into him, and he is just full of shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, that makes sense. He he seems like the kind of guy that would kind of make that shit up. Yeah, like, he, not only did, had he, like, not been in combat, but he was, like, a radio operator, and he'd only... <laughs> Yeah, I was in the Marines. I was in the Marines. He'd only been in the Marines for, like, six months. Oh, like, my God. His entire, like, service record was, like, six months. But Damn, can't believe six months is nine years. I know. And, like, he's got all these, like, schools all based around him being, like, a combat expert. And it's just all bullshit. Wow. And it's, like, what I think so funny about that is, like... Dude, like, do you know what era you live in? Yeah. Like, anyone can contact the U.S. government and be like, I want to, like, you know, a FOIA release on this, this guy. guy. Yeah. And it'll tell you exactly how long you've served. Like, yeah. you it, can't pretend anymore. Right. It's, it's the 21st century. We have all information at any given point at our fingertips right. at a moment's notice. Right. You can't hide anything. This isn't the 70s. I, yeah. <laughs> where, 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 like, it takes, like, a year to get anything right. done. You can't just rock up and be like, I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll go, no, you're not. Yeah. But I just thought, I was like, what the fuck? Like, and that's crazy. The whole reason I found this was because of a snarky, like, IMDb trivia piece that was like, in this film, Chris Collins claims that these events are blah, blah, blah. But he's actually... A dumbass. A dumbass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's this about? Yeah. And I, like, spent, like, a half a day, like, looking all this stuff up. Because uh-huh. I just think it's fascinating. But um, That's incredible. Yeah. Damn. What, a, what an interesting... That's so funny. I know. How odd. Wow. Like, why? Why? I mean, I get, like, that is such a, like... <laughs> Like, so typical of like yeah. that kind of guy. Of, oh like, yeah, I'm a fucking, I'm a badass. Yes, right, you know, I'm, I'm a, I've, I've killed ninety and men or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, like no, like, you were no, a radio operator you're... for six months. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even see combat, my no! guy. <laughs> uh, what a dumbass. Uh, uh, that's funny. But <laughs> anyway, that's the that's all the uncomfortable stuff out of the there way. There you go. Um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting movie. It's um, did I have any? This movie was just so good. It is very good. Uh, I forget everything. Oh, yeah. There's that really great scene where Yip Man goes to the benevolent Chinese Benevolent Association. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're sitting at the table and they're chatting, mm-hmm. and tensions are starting to get high, mm. and they're doing the like, mo- like spinning the table thing, right? And they're like, oh, if you drink this tea, we know that you're, you know, on our side. Right. Uh, and Yip Man, like, looks at the tea, and he starts to swing it back. <laughs> and the the head guy, like, 
grabs the table, and then they start yeah. this like really crazy pushing yeah. thing, and then they shatter the table. Yeah, I thought that was incredible because it's like, damn, these guys are strong. I know. Yeah, I love that. I I love any time in like a kung fu film. There's like the kung fu of objects. Yes, where they're like like pulling or pushing something or like doing some innate thing. Yeah, that somehow involves their like kung fu skill yep you know like uh like if you think about karate kid you know the the oh, wax on wax oh, off thing yep. um i always find that fun where it's just like they're using their skills for something else uh, yes um yep. but i think that's also just like it's just a fun little piece of filmmaking where they're it was like, great it's like emblematic like, of their you know tension mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah there's a lot of a lot of good little moments where i think the filmmaker does a good job of like adding you know levels to the story that wouldn't necessarily be there in a lesser film Mm -hmm. um i had something i was gonna say and i forgot hey (laughs) boat um oh i like how the raid on that benevolent association Mm -hmm. was just like them walking in there yeah it's just like four guys (laughs) yeah they just like walked in there like i was like this isn't a raid you guys are just looking for business or something i don't know yeah I also love I love this love it in this movie and I like it too. Anytime it's contrived in a, in a film like this, where for some reason like one attack on like a little girl has like resulted in kicking Chinese people out of America. <laughs> I know it was like oh our daughter got beat up. Time to call ICE. <laughs> Which I mean to be fair, it was the sixties. Racism was. On the on oh, yeah. the high, oh yeah, right, uh, and so it it makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. The the white people in this movie, oh boy. Yeah, I every time they got their ass beat, oh, I was giddy. Oh yeah, I was so excited. And and when we first met the the drill sergeant mm-hmm. jackass guy, immediately I was like, oh, yep, man's gonna kick his ass. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, and, oh, and then, yeah, but first, Yip Man beats the shit out of, uh, the, 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 uh, the guy that, that was in the Marines for nine <laughs> oh, years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and just humiliated him, mm-hmm. and, and it got that guy so angry. Yeah. That he's like, all right, I gotta just show up everybody. <laughs> It's like, bro. I know. I like, I did like that little scene where he just like, my, I think one of the, one of the things the Yip Man movies do that I think more Kung Fu movies should do is there's really great like comedic moments. Yeah. And my favorite like joke in the movie is when that guy, the uh, fake Marine man shows, (laughs) (laughs) shows up to like lay waste to, you know, whatever. And that one master, his name is Master Law. He's like, oh, he's yeah. like, I'll take you first. And he shows up, and he just gets one punched off the stage. Yeah, and then, and he's like, he's like, oh, he caught me by surprise. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, and that guy is so good at like playing that up oh, that I was very, like, yeah, I, I loved that moment. I, yeah, I totally bought that too. That was a great joke. Um, the what I what I found really cool was that of the all those masters that fought him the woman, like, held her own, I think, the longest. Yeah. Which was, I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And that felt, I think that was, 
intentional. Yeah. Like this idea that, you know, her specific style was, mm. you know, the most fitting mm. to defeat that guy. I mean, she yeah. still gets her ass kicked, but right. um, she was practicing crane style, mm. I think. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, which we saw in Clan of the White Lotus. Right. Um, yeah. It, she was great. She, she had a very like stern expression the whole yes. time, which was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I loved, I loved that scene. And then I, I love to when, Scott Atkins just rolls up and just fucking kicks all their asses in like one kick. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. And again, it's funny. It's that again, like superhero storytelling where he's this villain who is like levels above everyone. Right. Untouchable. Untouchable. I mean, he even beats, you know, Yip Man's equal. And the only reason Yip Man's able to to pull through is because, you know, he's got belief in himself and, Mm -hmm. and his whatever. Confidence. Right. And, um, yeah, I just, I think the buildup is really good in this movie. Oh, absolutely. One of the issues I have with Yip Man 3 is that the villain played by Mike Tyson, like, doesn't get enough play mm. before. And you don't ever get a sense that he's, like, that dangerous. Right. Um, he's kind of just this, like, presence in the background that shows up at the end. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they have, like, their little fight. Yeah. And... I think this one does a better job of being like this guy is Yip Man's equal. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he he's he's a drill sergeant, he's like yeah. also a karate master sure. for some reason. Yeah. Um, and I do like the storytelling theme. The, this idea that in the first movie, you know, he's fighting a karate master who is a Japanese guy, and you know, at yeah. that point in time, you know the oppressors of the world are Japan. You know, they're they're fighting back against whatever. And there is a bit of storytelling to be said that, you know, in this movie, it's an American guy and he's, you know, trying to impose his will on China. Yeah. And, you know, he's whatever. And I I like even, you know, take what you will about what that's trying to say. But I think it's an interesting piece of storytelling where the, the very nature of his Kung Fu style is like trying to say something, I guess. Um, yeah, I thought that was fun. It was very fun. Um, oh, the I think one of the most, for me, like, one of my favorite characters was that, his name was Bob? Bob. <laughs> I loved Bob. Like, he like he had such, like, a minimal role. Yeah. But it was very impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, he did a really good job playing that character yeah and he he shows up in a couple i think he's in all the yip man movies oh really yeah i think he's in all four he might not be in the no i think he is he's in all four i think huh. and he shows up and he's just like a guy i just or whatever. Say, yeah um yeah he he's really good the one of the things i was missing from this movie that I was a little bit sad about is there's a character in the first three mm-hmm. who if you remember back to the first one he's the guy who rocks up and he wants to fight yip man at his home oh he's, yeah he's like yeah, the yeah. friends to or enemies to friends, friends kind of thing right and then he shows up in the other two as like yip man's buddy yeah he's always like showing up to whatever yeah. i was like really hoping he'd show up in this movie and That'd he didn't cool. which yeah. was, i was kind of sad That's about a bummer. But, um yeah bob is a great character i, like I just bob. like that his name's bob <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's a it's a great name it is funny i i don't know why i find i think it's just the juxtaposition of it but i like any time in a a movie that is in a foreign language when one of the characters inexplicably has an American name, you know, and they're like oh, yeah. speaking, you know, Chinese or Spanish or whatever. Yeah. 
and then in the middle of it they have to switch to to, to an English accent. <laughs> yeah, he's like Bob. You know, Bob. I just yeah. thought that was fun. I was like, oh, George, George. Yeah, I was like, why is his name Bob? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that was, that was really good. Um, oh, oh, I got stretched. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Oh. <laughs> wow. I think my spine just reset. Oh, there you go. Um. Uh. Oh. I kind of figured that it would end this way, but I was mm-hmm. still a little bummed when he died. Yeah. Yet, man. Um, and it was a really... <laughs> it was a it was a sad moment, mm-hmm. but I think they could have done without Bruce Lee wearing those stupid sunglasses. To <laughs> 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 this fucking funeral. Yeah. He's um, like, I gotta show up looking cool at this funeral. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was still a really touching moment, because yeah. like, he bows and it's like mm-hmm. clear that like he's hurt by this because that right. was his master uh but dude take off the sunglasses i know yeah <laughs> um i also think that ma- that's technically inaccurate oh really i think i believe he died after bruce lee died i'm gonna look that up yeah look it up look it up look it up I'll look up when I'll look up when Bruce uh, when Yip Man died. You look up when Bruce Lee died. Oh fuck! Okay. Oh wait, you're doing Bruce Lee. No, no, no it's okay. Okay. When did Bruce Lee die? July twentieth, nineteen seventy three. Right, and Yip Man died. Okay, he did die before him. So he so Yip Man died second of December, nineteen seventy two. Okay. But damn, and then Bruce Lee died like not even a year later. Yeah, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee died fairly young. Um, uh, he said he was thirty-two. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in, a, in an actual Bruce Lee episode. But yeah. um, gosh, golly, dang it! <laughs> I was gonna look something up. Yeah. Anyway, um, that is a touching moment. I think. I, one thing I found funny was that, like, I was reading some of the reviews and people were like, it's a fitting conclusion, but I don't think anyone would be mad if they did another one. And I'm like, how could they? He died. Yeah, he, yeah he's dead. <laughs> this isn't fucking, like, Marvel or something. Yip Man Ghost. <laughs> it just fucking retcon Yip Man. It, what they could do, there's this really old, this is such a weird deep cut, there's this old Disney movie from, like, the 80s. And it's called like Blackbeard's Ghost, <laughs> and it's about it's about oh boy, it's about the ghost of Blackbeard uh, coming back to to the mortal realm and having to teach a girls' soccer team. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> oh my god, I think you could do that with Yip Man. You know, yeah, he's come back and teach, teach like, volleyball, volleyball. <laughs> Uh, yep, man's ghost. Just, yep. We should look up Blackbeard's ghost. I think yeah, it's on right. Disney Plus. Eh, Actually, sure. don't don't look it up. It's um, terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, we can't do anymore. No, as no. much as I would love another one, yeah, I, he died. Yeah, he died. I unless you go back in time and make ones from yeah. his younger age, like years. Mm-hmm. But speaking, uh, I mean, speaking of. I think if you compare this one to Yip Man, the final fight, I don't know. I think it's hard because like 
they're so different. Yeah. And I think Yip Man the Final Fight is so much more somber. <laughs> yeah. Already that it's, I think Yeah. It's a very sad movie. That one but I I think what that one does maybe better than this one is there's much more nuance. <laughs> Yeah. In his life in that one. Yeah. It makes him out to be a much more complicated character. Yeah. This one, I mean, it does a good job of showing that he's flawed, but I don't think there's any point where you're like, oh, yep, man. Man, right, yeah. You're you're always kind of on his side. Yeah. And so I think in this film, there is more grief when he does die. Yes. And there's a mirror of the scene in Yip Man, the final fight, where you see them filming his, you know, using the dummy. Oh, yeah. Um, which I loved in that movie, and I, I loved it in this movie. Um, but I think, like we talked about on the other episode, I think Anthony Wong is is better at playing an old man. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> because Donnie Yen is just like he's just too he's too like fit and like yeah you know looks like a man <laughs> sculpted 20, yeah sculpted man twenty years younger than he is yeah and so I don't necessarily buy him as this like shriveled little old man I'm like yeah. oh he could kick my ass yeah you know? right um, um, they I speaking of that filming him training. Mm-hmm. When he when he was like, oh yeah, I'll show it to you once you film it. Right. I was so expecting them to play that clip again. Oh yeah. Of of the actual Yip Man training, and I'm bummed they didn't. But I also kind of, you know, it's it's whatever. Yeah. Um. I've always thought like, oh by the way, it, this is totally unrelated, or sort of related. There, there's the poster for this movie. I think is fucking awesome. It's really? like. It's it's the wooden dummy and uh-huh. it's like on fire, but then like oh. Yip Man is still like practicing on it. Uh-huh. I just think that's a that's baller fucking cool. poster. What happened to movie posters? I don't know. Why are they so trash nowadays? I, I don't know. I, I try not to make blanket statements like that, but yeah, no, they are they are just god awful. Yeah, now. like the, they released a poster for like the D and D film. Yeah, it's just like the most generic looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's just a bunch of heads. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, bring, <laughs> we both paused. Bring <laughs> bring back good movie posters. Uh, yeah, like I'm trying to think of like a, a good. I think the the one for Arrival was really fucking good. Arrival had a great poster. Let me look that up real quick. The last time I saw a really good movie poster was the poster for Malignant. I've never seen that movie. It's a horror movie. That's a great fucking poster. Movie. And the and the poster for this movie is really yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah, like Hold on. I don't think that's the actual. Like It yeah, it's just like it's so simple. Yeah, that's a great poster. It's fucking awesome. Um, let me show you the let me show you the poster for this movie. There's a couple different ones, but look at that. That's a dope poster. That's so good. Isn't that good? That's so good. Anyway, yeah. Um, what I was gonna say is, I've always wanted to get like one of the wooden dummies. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't even know what to do, do with, with it. it. Yeah. You know, I'd just be like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I for sure. It's it is such a cool like tool mm-hmm. and like can other i'm assuming you can do other like martial arts with it right or i is mean it there really are other un- martial arts that have training tools that are similar right but that one the the wing chun wooden dummy is set up for wing, wing chun. chun okay so like the what you see him doing are what are called forms yeah so a lot of 
uh, Chinese martial arts have what are called forms, which mm-hmm. are specific like movements and uh-huh. poses. And the way the Wing Chun dummy is set up is so that you can practice going into different forms. forms. I'm demonstrating for Grayson. Uh, yeah. Um, and so I think you you would have a hard time like practicing like I don't know Tai Chi mm-hmm. on a Wing Chun dummy, but I mean I I'm no expert, so right. I don't know. No, that's fair. Um, I would also love one of those dummies. They're very cool. They are very cool. I was so sad. I got so angry when that fucking drill sergeant <laughs> burned it. I thought that was so funny. That that's fair. It was kind of funny, but like, so what a dick move. I just love the idea that that guy is just like, just against kung fu for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I fi- like, I love any time a villain in a movie has a very specific grievance. Like, yeah, you know, like just being like hating kung fu for me yeah. is just. That's just wonderful. It's, yeah. And I did love the image of the guy dragging the wooden dummy through, like, the, the base. <laughs> that, I, that was funny. I thought it was kind of comical. Like, he's got yeah. it on, like, a little wagon. Little, little wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it for a walk. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's he doing? Uh, yeah, right? Um, and I did find it funny when he's burning it and he's, like, yeah. smiling. I'm like, yeah. what's the matter with you? What's <laughs> so fucked up you're so weird yeah so um karate is that that's a japanese japanese okay that's japanese so karate if i'm remembering correctly originated on okinawa okay which is a an island off of japan gotcha and then it sort of became a more mainstream japanese art Mm -hmm. um because there's also aikido is Mm. japanese and I want to say judo is Japanese, mm. but like Taekwondo is Chinese, uh, Hungar, Wing Chun, Tai Chi. Those are all like Chinese. Chinese. Okay. But karate is kind of the big Japanese. Right. One. So then what were, so they, so the Marines were getting taught just pure karate. Or I think it was karate and judo and judo. Okay. Cause judo is kind of like throwing. Oh, you gotcha. know, like yeah, yeah, grappling. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it was supposed to be a mix of the two. Okay. Because my dad, so my dad was a Marine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was in Vietnam. Yeah, my dad's old as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, dad. Um, and I, I think he said that they learned like karate. Like, because mm. you do hand to hand combat training. Yeah. But they don't call it. You know, like, oh, we're doing karate, karate today. You know, right. get on your gi. You know, yeah. it's just like you're going to learn to punch some shit. Yeah, um, real hard. And because it's, it's a mixture of stuff, yeah. right? It's like, it's kind of like um, uh, Krav Maga, mm. where it's like, it's whatever you can Ooh. get to yeah. kill someone in yeah. the most efficient way possible. Because yeah. that's the thing, too, right? That That's kind of the contrivance of this film is the idea that. A Marine would be like, no, that's not an effective way of doing combat. Like, they don't care. They're yeah. just like, whatever works, works you know. Works, yeah. Um, which, which I think, because there's that one, uh, like, general or whatever that um, the, I forget, I forget every goddamn character's name. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, the, the Marine, the, um. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, he's Bruce Lee's student. Yeah, Bruce yeah. Lee's student. So when he went to that like commander or whatever and showed him that little film and like presented mm-hmm. his idea, 
that's what I like expect. Right. Would actually happen is yeah. they would just go, yeah, that's that's great, mm-hmm. fantastic. Let me know how it goes. Right. Yeah. Tell me whatever you need. We'll get it for you. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Good on you. I got shit to do. Yeah. Right. Um. That's that's kind of how I expected it would right. actually go in real li- life. Not oh no, we're not going to practice that because b- whatever. Right. I'm racist. Mm-hmm. Um. It just it doesn't make. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, just in speaking to my dad, because he was in, you know, obviously he was in Vietnam, so he was in the Marines at a very similar time to this movie depicts. Mm. Um, he was there sixty nine and seventy. Um, Damn. The the my way dad had the just been born. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way. <laughs> God. <laughs> the way the the I'm actually twenty years older than Grayson. No, we're, not. we're the same age. Um, You're a year older. I'm a year older. But no, half a year. September. Yeah. December, January. Like almost exactly six yeah. months older. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, anyway. Whatever. Uh, my social security number. No. <laughs> uh, from what my dad has said, like the way the drill sergeant talks about race is like they would talk to them. Really? When he when he was in the Marines. Like like not being outright racist Mm -hmm. but saying stuff that we would consider racist to demean yeah because the whole idea behind the whole psychology behind drill sergeants and stuff like that is basically to humiliate you into compliance right Right. like the military operates just on you being willing to do whatever your your commander says for you to do yeah and so they would do stuff like say like because my dad you know uh, is Mexican, right? My dad's mm-hmm. very dark. And so, you know, the, the drill sergeant would say stuff like, are you colored or are you, you know, Mexican? Yeah. Well, today you're Mexican. And so go, you know, dig in the dirt like a Mexican you're and stuff right. like that, you know, um, just whatever they can say to get under your skin, you yeah. know, because the idea is to just humiliate and demean you and whatever. Break you down. Um, so to me, even though I'm not in the Marines, but just knowing that, yeah, that, was I think the most authentic part of that performance. Like the yeah. idea that he's saying stuff like, I'm not racist. I just want you to know that you're whatever, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, Oh, that does sound like, like something a drill sergeant would say, yeah. you know, um, which I thought made the film just a tiny bit more authentic. Yes. Uncomfortably authentic, but, yep. um, cause again, they do throw around a couple of slurs. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were calling them everything in the right. book. I, I love, I'm not going to say the word, but there is a slur used in this movie that I find very funny. Yeah. Um, and it is the Chinese equivalent of calling somebody a white man, um, oh. which is funny. But I, the, okay, I'll say the word. China man, I think, is a very oh. funny slur. Yeah. It's, like, go ahead. You should not say it. No, Please don't I, say that to somebody no, no, because no. I th- said it was funny. Yeah. But. I think that's such a lazy slur. Oh, it is. Well, like, because John Mulaney brought that up in one right. of his, his things. Like, it is the most laziest of uh-huh. the slurs because you're just saying, a, it's like, it's, it, it is a slur. Don't right. say it. But it's like a descriptor. Right. Right. It, like, it's, it's, come up with something better. Yeah. Right. Like, if you're going to be a dick, like, be proud about it. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Like use no <laughs> Yeah. Don't don't say slurs. No. That's what we're getting at here. Uh but, yeah. Just it's, that's so funny. It's, yeah, funny it's slur. The worse. It's it's probably my second favorite slur. My 
Yeah. No, I'm just gonna. I've been called a beaner, which well, yeah. I think is a very funny slur. Yeah. Like it's it's borderline like hilarious. Yeah. Like as someone who is Hispanic, like calling other Hispanics beaners is very funny. If you're a white person, please don't do it. But yeah. um, my my fellow brown people will know that it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Now that we're in more hot water. <laughs> yeah, right. Damn, we're getting canceled. That's fine. No one listens. True. Uh, we're not saying you should say slurs. Yeah, don't... Just, please don't. Don't say slurs. They're... Be nice to your fellow man. It costs zero dollars to just be kind. Just be nice. It's free. It is free. It's one of the most free things that you can do. Yeah. It costs... It costs there's no subscription fee. Mm-hmm. There's no monthly charge. Like... Just be nice. Right. And it's it's like, what I think is funny about like this movie, and I think is funny about, we talked about it in Triple R, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this kind of like cartoonish racism. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think it is a face of racism. Like, there are people out there who are racist in that way. Oh, yeah. You know, just like outwardly I mean, cartoonishly racist. Yeah. But I think... What can sometimes be kind of dangerous about that, not to be all snowflakey, but racism can take on a lot of forms. Oh, yeah. And I think the one that is least prominent is the outward, you know, calling people Chinamen, you know, yeah. like, yeah. your Chinese Kung Fu is inferior yeah. kind of racism. Yeah. And I think, like, when I said at the beginning, like, oh, he fixed racism at the end, like... I, I always find it kind of funny in this kind of movie where they're like, and then they started learning Chinese Kung Fu in the yep. military. Racism's fixed. <laughs> yeah, when in fact it was not fixed. Right. Uh, um, we still had the whole, oh no, the Civil Rights Movement was... Civil, it was the 60s, yeah. Yeah. So it was full swing. Yeah. Um, and, but, and then yeah. the 70s happened. Yeah. Which I think is funny too. I was just thinking about this yesterday. This episode has been nothing but tangents, but... That's fine. It's funny how we think of, like, racism like this as being so, like, in the past. Yeah. But... It still happened. I literally just said, my dad was in Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Right? Which was the civil rights era. Yeah. Which was not that long ago. Like, nope. Those people are still alive. Yeah, that's, like, what, 50 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Like, the people that you see in photos, like... Like stepping on, you know, students trying to go to school or like mm-hmm. being like blasting black people with fire hoses. Like those people are still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think it's interesting that like a lot of culture seems to have adopted this attitude that like it's over. We fixed it. It's over. <laughs> it's like, no. I don't think those people stopped having that attitude. Yeah. I think they're just quieter about it. Yeah. They've shut the hell up about it. Like the, I can't remember what state it was. But, like, they they just outlawed slavery in, like, the 90s. Right. Right. Slavery in, like, a couple states was still a thing Mm -hmm. in the 90s. And now they're like, oh, yeah, we outlawed it when prisons exist. That's just, that's slave labor right there, (laughs) my guy. Like, you didn't fix it. You just moved it and made it look like, oh, yeah, we're making the bad guys do it. No, it doesn't doesn't fix anything. So. I feel like. Every episode, we, like, dig a deeper hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Where it's, uh-huh. like, all, our whole audience is going to be, like, one, one... One guy who just... 
has no opinions. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the problem is yeah. like... No, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it. No, but... that's fair. You, we got to know when to stop. We got, yeah, we got it. No, but it's fine. It's I think, fi- it is fine. I think, I think... I think you can't have a media criticism show of any kind right and not inject political and like social conversations into it mm-hmm. because i think it is a mistake mm-hmm. to think of art as being in a vacuum right yes. and i think a lot of and i'm going to make a, an argument really quick i think people often dismiss action films especially as not being art right it's like a commercial endeavor it's whatever but the people making these films think of it as an artistic expression. Yes. And you can't have an ar- a conversation about an artistic okay. expression and not bring politics and social issues into it because right. it's a part of the zeitgeist. It is. And whether you like it or not, it's there. It's there it's and gonna it's going to show forever. up in it. Yeah. So it, it's been there since we've started making <clears throat> art. Right. Right. Because any, because I, you know, I was a, um, theater major and i had to take several art classes right uh and and it's like art history and every like art movement Mm -hmm. was in direct response to a different art movement right or in response to a horrible like world altering tragedy right right because i forget um, I forget the art movement that happened in, like, the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. but it was, like, this horrible, like, it, it was, like, super messy. Nothing was, like, there were no, like, nice curves. It was, like, really dark. Mm-hmm. And uh, anybody want to guess what happened in the 40s? <laughs> right? So, like, uh, it, these people saw, because I forgot everything about everything I learned in college. That's fine. But there was one artist who was like in world war two. Mm-hmm. He saw like his friends get blown up. Right. And he saw like the, like what happened to the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Right. He was horribly scarred from that. Right. And so he turned to art to get those feelings out. Mm-hmm. Um, because therapy at the time was just here, here's some cocaine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and so, Art has always been political. Right. And it will continue to be political until the human race gets swallowed by the sun. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just it. So, yes, you can't talk about art and not talk about the politics That's behind right. them. I agree. So. Anyway. Uh, I think we've come to the end. Yeah. Unless you've got anything else specific you want to talk about. No, I don't think so. I think we touched on most everything. It was just a, like a really solid movie. It's a solid film. Um, I think it was a good ending to the whole um, saga. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I still haven't seen the third one. I think I've seen the Mike Tyson and fight. Yeah, but I've never seen like the full movie. Yeah, that's alright. So yeah, that's kind of what I've heard. Of, of the Yip Man films, that's the only one I tell people like, yeah, you can skip that one. Okay. Like the only thing major that happens. <laughs> this is gonna sound so demeaning. The only thing major that happens in that one is that his wife dies. Which, oh, yeah. Like, is not true to real life anyway. Really? So, well, yeah, because, like, we talked about in Yip Man, The Final Fight. Oh, that's right. They were separated, you know, right. when when she passed away, and he never got the chance to, like, go see her. Right. Um, so I think that one, to, and oh, 
I, I didn't say this at the start. I'll say it now. This movie is a complete fabrication. Well, like, yeah. Almost a thousand percent of everything that happens in this movie it's, did not happen. It's wrong. Yeah. Wrong. It didn't happen. You know, it's yeah. just like complete fiction. Yeah. But I think it's okay. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, he's, he's a real person who's been mythologized. Yeah. And I think when that happens, you can kind of just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so what would you rate it out of 10? I said that like an AI voice. Yeah. What would you, you rate would. this movie out of 10? <laughs> Hit like and subscribe. Press one for disagree. Um, no. Uh, Are you lonely? <laughs> uh, I would say 7.4 mm. out of 10. Okay. Seven. Eh, we'll go 7.3 out of 10. Yeah, 7.3. Okay. I think that's where I'm going to sit. Okay. Do you want to give your reasons? or? Um, it... It was good, like I said, um, but I think compared to the very first one and even kind of the second one, it was lacking because, like, in the first one, it, it did a good job of, like, showing the struggles mm. and, like, the horrible shit that was going on in China at the time mm-hmm. um, with, like, the Japanese occupation and World War Two and all that crap. And it, I think it, it was more, it humanized everybody more than I think in this movie. Cause this movie was, it, it didn't really feel like a Chinese made movie. It felt mm-hmm. like a Hollywood American made hmm. movie to me a little bit. Um, and so, and it, like we said kind of at the beginning, oh, there was a lot of hamming. Yeah. There was a lot of hamming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was made up for with, I mean, Donnie Yen just being a phenomenal actor, yeah. his son being a phenomenal actor, Bob being a phenomenal <laughs> actor, uh, the guy that they got to do Bruce Lee, all the fight and the choreography was really good. Like 90% of the dialogue was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's actually fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, music on point, costumes on point. Um so yeah it's just the there were some things that i was just kind of put off by yeah but other than that it's still a solid solid movie i agree i i think i'm right there with you like a seven seven point five maybe um it's like i said it's my second favorite of the quadrilogy or quintilogy quadrilogy yeah um but to be fair, it's a it's a distant second. If only yeah. because that first one is so good. Yeah. It's like hard to match up with it. Yeah. Um and like I said, the the there is stuff in this movie that makes me uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> to think about and like to put into context. Yeah. Um I think if I take it on its own as a piece of action cinema, it's very good. It's well made. There's you know it's well paced, you know, it yes. doesn't it doesn't drag too much. Right. And but, it, it was under two hours. Which right, under two hours, perfect. I really love. Love it. Um, performances are good, despite some of the, the hammier stuff. Yeah. Um, but for me, again, like I said, it's just hard for me to ignore some of those darker things that uh, we don't like to talk about, but you gotta. You yeah. Know, you just have to. You, you gotta. You just gotta think about them. Yeah. Because we live in the world we live in. We sure do. Um, but yeah, that about does it, I think. Hell yeah. So... If uh, you liked hearing us talk about this, then what should they do? Uh, like, uh-huh. like uh-huh. on whatever. 
Uh, five stars. That's five stars. the max you can do. Yes. Uh, and you should always give your most. So mm-hmm. five stars. Agreed. Uh, comment something positive. Right. Please. Uh, be nice. Yeah. Or negative. It or adds negative. to the. It, yeah. it puts it in the. We kind of laugh about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, engage positively or negatively. I don't care. Yeah. Do whatever you want. But on on, on Spotify and Apple, leave us a five stars. Yeah. Um, on but, YouTube, like it. Yeah. Just give it a like. Leave it a comment. Follow. Follow. Subscribe. Us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, if you have something you'd like to tell us, or if you would like to recommend a film for us to watch, you can email us at vivalaaction at gmail.com. If you'd like to connect with us on social media, we are at vivalaaction on Instagram and Facebook. And on Twitter, we are at actionviva. You can find Grayson, uh, in a cardboard box. Yep. And you'll find me chilling. In the gutters. In the gutters. <laughs> uh, oh, we also have a TikTok. Oh, we do have a TikTok. That's right. I yeah. started a TikTok this week. Yeah. Um, uh, our first TikTok uh, is hilarious. It's very So fun. go watch it. Yes. Uh, it's a little... It's very on brand. For it's our, very funny. For the show. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that about does it. That's it. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.